0: As Omaha resident Brian Windhorst oh once said, what it do, baby? Joel asked me last week to change the intro, and I didn't intentionally because I want to talk this out. I'm just wondering I this
1: why out. this is what we start the pod with.
0: This is what I came up with. This is what I came up with. I should mention this is the Half Court Press Podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: We are... Joel Lorenzi, the great beat writer at the Omaha World Herald. Yes, sir. I am Jimmy Watkins, the Nebraska basketball beat writer at the Omaha World Herald. A Little football too, but for the purposes of this podcast, football kickoff weekend. Not thinking about it. We're ten weeks from hoops. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. Joel, what do you 70 want? Seventy something
1: days. According what do you to want John me to state? say
0: instead? Come up with a better idea. Let's you know workshop what? this in Did front of in front of God. That's
1: probably not in my jurisdiction, frankly. I'm no. I, I don't.
0: I, I think it's kind of something to stick. with you know, I if I just say hello. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I, think it, I think
1: you got some type of right as the host, more or less. But like, I, I don't know. I feel like we could. It's a collaborative. We, we should have t- say whatever you want. We should have took this to the whiteboard first before right. we got. We to... We still
0: can. There's only there's only a third episode. We You're just, right. You're absolutely right. right. Well, we should have
1: took it to the whiteboard before this episode. Okay. Because it definitely came over after the last. We'll circle one. back. Okay.
0: We'll circle back on it. But that's what it is for right now. Um, today we are talking about rostered transactions and off season moves and God there's so many of them. I, yeah. so I did, hard to keep up no? I, did, I did this for a story. I did I did this first story this week and I didn't do a ton with it. I just, you know, who's out? Who's who's in? New guys, transfers, freshmen, who's coming back from the Big Ten teams from last year. And I did I don't think I wrote more than two hundred words about any of the teams. It came out at three thousand and two hundred words. Jeez. Most of those words are probably names and, and numbers and stuff. So that's that's being a little bit padded uh there but it's just so much there's so much movement in college basketball it's hard to keep track of and that's why i think this is a useful exercise because it's (laughs) i would not have you just forget stuff you know the transfer portal news is happening all the time the the commit news is happening all the time it's a lot to keep up with even with the one team that you're covering so that's why i think this is going to be useful we'll try and get an idea 10 weeks out of where we think uh, some of these teams are at, and well, I, don't, I don't expect to make any bold predictions on this podcast. But any opinions I do give, I expect to be able to reprise in about eight weeks when I when I start to dive in a little bit deeper to this stuff. But this is going to be our surface level dive. We're going to start with the Big Ten, and we are going to start with. I'm just going in order of of last year's standings. So Wisconsin slash Illinois, they are the co-champs of the Big Ten during the regular season last year. Um, Wisconsin was 25 and eight. Overall, 15 and 5 in conference. Uh, I believe they lost in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Players who have left this program include Johnny Davis, who was what is he, the seventh pick, ninth pick of the he's Wizards. Pottery pick, yeah. the Wizards. I think Brad yeah. Davison, who was in school probably a little bit too long. Probably I think he was there for five or six years. I think he was there for six years and he was a good basketball player. Good player. And, uh, Chris Vogt, the, the tall. Backup big man, Lauren Bowman transferred, Ben Carlson is at Utah, Matthew Moores is at South Dakota. The new guys, not too many of them, Max Klesmet a transfer from Wolford, uh, averaged about 15 points a game last year, Kamari McGee had a nice freshman year at Wisconsin Green Bay. I think that's an interesting pull to grab a kid as a freshman out of the transfer portal um, from a mid-major, at the mid-major level, you can kind of... You can kind of cheat that. Maybe that's a guy who, if you at Wisconsin Green Bay, that's a guy who slipped through your um, your recruiting eye initially, and, and you can get him in the program and, and give him the, the resources that a, a high major Division one program can give that Wisconsin Green Bay, Green Bay, frankly, probably couldn't. And a three-star guard uh, named Connor Estigen, true, fresh, true freshman. I'm skeptical of all true freshmen um, making significant impacts in, in college basketball. Wow. Him especially because they got 10 dudes back or nine dudes back. So yeah. nine dudes back include Jacoby Neath, Jordan Davis, Johnny's brother, Tyler Wall, Stephen Crowell, Carter Gilmore, Chucky Hepburn, Omaha native Chucky Hepburn, who I wrote a story on last year, uh, cool family, Marcus Silver, Chris Hodges, and Isaac Lindsay. Joel, what say you about Wisconsin's offseason?
1: Um, I like teams that return – most of their core, obviously, it's good to to it leads you to then feel good about them. But I mean, you look at the guys that they lost, and it's like, damn, Big that's news. that's your your scoring right there. I mean, you we were talking about Johnny Davis is a top five player in college basketball the last 10 year, player of the year, and Brad Davidson was no joke, bro. I, I mean, I remember watching him. I mean, a For lot sure. of those a lot of those key moments they had. I mean, he's hitting the shot. Like if I know, like if you're against, like if you're a f- a fan playing oh, yeah. against Wisconsin. Like, Raskin fans
0: booed the crap out of him every time he got like, the ball.
1: Brad Davidson is like the ideal player to hate if you're oh, an yeah. opposing fan. And so you that's, that's a lot to lose. So it'll be interesting how they bounce back in terms of scoring and, and whatnot. But, I mean, they return a lot of their core. So I'm, I'm kind of iffy on them. I, I still think they're uh, obviously a top half a Big Ten team, but um, I, I doubt that they'll finish as high as they did with with Johnny Davis and Brad Davidson in the fold. It's funny because last
0: year I think they were picked like tenth in the preseason poll. Just no one saw the jump coming from Johnny Davis. Oh yeah. I'm looking for a guy to make a similar jump. You could look at a guy like Tyler Wall, averaged like 11 points a game last year. Yeah. Chucky Hepburn hit the big. I mean, he banked the three in against against Purdue. But he still hit the big <laughs> shot. You know, he's he's a, dude, a freshman who was trusted with point guard duties, played big minutes. Um, people around here know how, what kind of stones that kid has. I don't know if anyone's making a Johnny Davis-sized leap, but I do know that Greg Gard's team are going to play. Teams are going to play defense. They are going to not turn the ball over. Um, if, if people to maximize your podcast listening experience, if you want to pull up this story that I wrote about the Big Ten roster overhauls, some of this information is there in front of you. If you don't want to do that, I'll just read it to you. Um, the last four seasons, Wisconsin has ranked top 35 in defensive efficiency every year and top 13 in, in turnover percentage the last four seasons. Now, a lot of the turnover stuff probably has a lot to do with Davison, who was there for all that, that entire time. And losing a guy like that, you just, it's impossible to replace the institutional knowledge and leadership that a sixth-year guy can bring or a super senior can bring. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Joel. Probably still top half of the, of the league team just because of the the returning experience and the culture that they've got. Probably a tournament team. But I could see them taking a step back. We are moving on. We gotta do this quick because there are so many of these teams. And so I, I don't want this to be a marathon podcast. Yeah. Illinois, 23 and 10, 15 and 5 last year. 15 and 5 in the Big Ten, I should say. Gonzo Ball, Kofi Coburn, draft. Jacob Grandison transferred to Kentucky. Yep. Trent Frazier, grad. Al- Alfonso Plummer, the transfer grad. Uh, Andre Caballo, who they kind of were grooming to be the guy who took over the show at a certain point, Man. gone. St. John's. We'll talk about him later. I really
1: liked the team they had last year, but keep on. Me too. Me too. This team was
0: this team was fun to watch. the The game they played was it on? It was early in the year. I, I want to say it was on like Presidents' Day or Martin Luther King Day. It was on a Monday. They played a double overtime game against Purdue, and it was awesome. And oh yeah, yeah! It was by far Caballo's best game of the year, and I don't I don't know there was there was clearly a lot of cooks in the kitchen there that that he wasn't able to do what what he, they, he needed to do to feel comfortable with the ball in his hands, but um, we haven't even read all the names yet. Omar Payne was a backup big from there, from there, for them last year. He's transferred to Jacksonville. Brandon Podzimski is transferred to Santa Clara. Benjamin Bosmans-Verdonk, fun name to say, transferred to South Carolina. Demonte Williams, a dude who was there for a long time. Long, long time. Graduated. I in. think he was
1: in my class in high school. <laughs> I'm not calling myself old, but he's old.
0: That's, that tells you something. Uh, in... Transfer Terrence Shannon Jr. from Texas Tech, classic three and D wing guy. Uh, got some pop to him, can can jump a little bit. No doubt. Awesome in transition. Matthew Mayer from Baylor. Meyer I think. Col- Oh Meyer. Matthew Meyer from Baylor. Um, if you've watched college basketball, you know that guy. Of course. He's he's a, kind of a stretchy-ish, stretchy-ish big. Uh, not afraid to mix it up. Sky Clark, uh, they're putting a lot on his shoulders, the number 29 he's player good, in the 22, 2022 really class. Um Four-star point guard. Four-star guard, Jaden Epps, top 70 player in the class. Oh. Ty Rogers, uh, top 50 guy. Uh, sort of uh, one of those guys who can just fill in the gaps for you. Does yeah. a lot of does a lot of things well. Illinois um, product. Sincere Harris, four-star guy. And then uh, Zachary Perrin, probably not how you pronounce that name because he's from France, but I can only do so much here. <laughs> Back, Austin Hutcherson, Coleman Hawkins, R.J. Melendez, Luke Good, Dane Dania, who was a mid-year transfer from Baylor, and Brandon Lieb, the big man. Um, Let's do it again, Joel. Illinois.
1: Yeah. A lot going on here. No doubt. I I like Illinois. Um, Never feels like they can really get over the hump, and I don't know that this is the team that will do it, especially since you lose a centerpiece like Kofi. But I will say, out of the teams that got their returns, I like Illinois' return a lot. Terrence Shannon, this is a guy we've been talking about, it feels like he's... Supposed to be a, a late first rounder every year, early second rounder, and then he just it ends up not necessarily going maybe the way he wants. And then you know, when I was talking about him transferring to Illinois, um, still a good player, still a good three and D wing um, that you could almost plug anywhere. And I I, I think I like him here, especially uh, Matt Meyer. This is a guy you could have put on any team in college, and he would that way great, about
0: uh, Tsj too.
1: Yeah, and and Matt Meyer, I really wish. I think Matt Myers, I think UNC was in his final list. And I was really, as a basketball fan, crossing my fingers, Like not like UNC needs the talent right. after last year, but as a basketball fan, I just thought the fit was so perfect. And it ended up working out because they got Pete Nance. But, um, I mean, it, he's just such a pluggable player. Really, really hard, hard nose. just do just-do-what-you-need type player. I, I love his game. Um, Sky Clark, this is a dude, I mean, he's been in the the talks of recruiting ranks for, for years now. I remember watching him, he was like 14, 15. This is a guy that, back then, it was really a discussion of who the best point guard was in his class between him and Dior Johnson. Now that's not really the discussion, but he's, he's fairly up there, and I think I always liked Sky in that discussion because he was always more, he just had such a skillful game. The pull-up was there, and he's just such a poised guard, and I think um, a couple years in that program, and we're going to be talking uh, next level for him, for sure. A lot,
0: lot on his plate. Um, I'm assuming they're going to hand him the keys. I don't see anyone else taking over the point guard duties in that in that yeah. uh, program. Yeah. Guys to watch, other than who you just talked about. Again, the the transfers that they added, both seamless fits. Um, it's sort of a, I would assume it's going to be a philosophical shift. This is the team that played a little bit slower. Um, for two of the last three years around Kofi, dumping him the ball and spacing the floor around him. worked really well, but they don't really have that guy. Like Coleman Hawkins is a dude that I think they expect to take a big jump this year. Not as necessarily a dude that I'm going to toss the ball to 10, 15 times a game and say, okay, just post up and get something. Um, So it'll be a little bit of a different look. I think they're going to run more. I think they'll be more fun to watch. Kofi is... It's just it's impressive to watch him, to see him in person. He's so large. See how coordinated he is in person. Yeah. But I think it's more I like I like the up tempo stuff. So I think that's a change for the better aesthetically. R. J. Melinda is, an, is another guy that they like. A lot yep. of hype coming out of him. Yeah. Uh, yep. Coming out of the summer with him, he played for the Puerto Rican national team. He's a guy that <clears throat> in spurts last year they just had. I think last this is a team where yes, there's a lot of new faces and a lot of unproven returners, but the dudes who were ahead of them were just so, like, solidified. Like, Trent Frazier was there forever. Jacob Grandison was there for a long time. Montae yeah. Williams was there for a long time. They just had a formula that worked. And so these guys, it's not that they were sitting because they weren't good enough. They just had guys in front of them who had the experience, and, and you just got to wait your turn. That's that's the name of the game sometimes. I think, similar to Wisconsin, I think Illinois, I like them on a long-term curve. I think by the end of the year, it's a dangerous team. Um, I don't know that they're a team that, that wins the conference or is... One two three necessarily this year just because there's so much uncertainty and it takes a while for uh, teams to gel and there's a lot of new pieces here. But I still like them as a tournament team. I still think they'll be strong and I'm not trying to play them at the end of the year. Moving on. Purdue. Man, this team was so fun to watch last year. 29-8 uh, and eight overall. 14-6 and six in Big Ten play a year ago. Gone. Jaden Ivey to the draft. One of my favorite fits in the Twelve, draft. Tim man. and Cade playing together. Travion Williams. One of my favorite players to watch college basketball. Amazing, amazing uh, work out of the high post. Great passer. I believe he's on the Warriors now as like an Exhibit Four guy. Or is was he really? I thought days. he was like,
1: with Boston. I know he played with Boston. He got drafted.
0: Summer, yeah, he played with Boston in summer league. Like, I think the Warriors picked him up. He's he's on a camp deal. We'll see what happens there. Sasha Stavanovich, the shooter, graduated. Eric Hunter graduated. Isaiah Thompson transferred to Florida Gulf Coast. In we have Camden Heat or Hyde. Four-star wing. Fletcher Lawyer, the Gatorade Player of the Year in Indiana last year. Four-star guard. Uh, Braden Smith's a three-star guard. Only 5'10". I, find, I just I always note when there's a kid, guys under six feet that get recruited to Division I programs, those dudes can ball. Wilberg, an unrated center from Sweden. And David Jenkins is a transfer from Utah. He's a guard. Back, we have Brandon Newman, who I think is going to be the lead guard on this team right now. Maybe him, I don't know, him and Jenkins might split that. Uh, Mason Gillis, nice shooter. Caleb First who was the Gatorade player of the year two or three years ago. They have the last three on their roster, which is impressive. Um, Ethan Morton, Zach Eady, of course. Uh, Trey Kaufman-Wren was the Gatorade player of the year two years ago. He's like the fourth highest recruit in school history. I'm sure they have high expectations for him. Uh, Brian Waddell and Matt Frost.
1: Purdue. Joel, give it to me. Yeah. Um, this is a team I caught a lot of last year. And and it was, I was so fun. And I was really... I was really fond of Ivy and and Travion especially. I thought Travion, you could make the the argument that he was like a top five passer in the country regardless of position. I mean, he was just so fun to watch. Um, Eric Hunter was a guy, one of those guys that you could plug in as a starting guard, didn't have to necessarily be on the ball so much and really create. But, I mean, he always made the right play. Like even I I remember watching the Big Ten tournament and it was – I don't remember if it was the – the last game they played before elimination, but uh, I remember I because I, I wrote about this game. Eric Hunter just made uh, he just he's always in the right spots, and I remember Trayvon threw this crazy ass pass. It was the craziest pass I've seen him throw, and hit Eric Hunter in the right spot. And it was always like just the connection. He just has that connection with guys, so I think he's gonna lift that Butler team a lot. But um, Zach Edey, I was never his biggest fan. Um, I'm I'm interested to see uh, what his load is this year and. Um, how he handles it, cause I was never. I always liked Travion more than Zach Eady. Frankly, I always thought they were better with with Travion on the floor than Eady.
0: I'm with you. Uh, yeah, Travion was was a treat, man. Throwing he th- threw all kind of no look passes. I think one of the best marks of a good passer is when dudes get hit in the face or they're not ready for those passes. Like you have, you see things that the cutters don't see. He definitely had that. Um, like said, I think I agree with you that that Travion was was a better guy to have on the floor than Zach Eady most often. I wonder if Matt Painter wasn't looking ahead a year and saying Zach Eady needs this time to, because he's going to be our guy next year. And so the question with Zach Eady, I mean, he's only he played a season high 19 minutes per game last year. Part of that is because he's splitting time with Travion, who is so good. Um, But the stamina has been a question for him. He's 7'4, it's understandable, uh, but that needs to improve. He needs to. It's big guys get in foul trouble a lot. He's got to stay out of foul trouble. I think they're really deep in the front court, but he's going to be an important player. His PER is like 40 because he's so big and rebounds so well and then scores. I think the highest, just for reference, I think the highest PER of all time in the NBA is like 35. So that gives you <laughs> gives you some, and being tall, and it's PER is heavily skewed toward rebounding. It doesn't mean Zach Eadie's like Will Chamberlain. It just means that he's really efficient because he's super tall and coordinated and plays around the rim a lot. Yeah. Um, I just I trust Matt Painter so much to to put a good offense together. They got shooters on this team. Yeah. Um. They got a dude who is going to command double teams that can just like it's automatic. You can't guard Zach Eady one on one in most situations. Yeah. And so as long as he can kick the ball out and and get the the you know the swing swing started, I think this is going to be a really good offense again. The question is defense. It fell off pretty hard last year. It's been a team that caught, that yeah. it hovers in the top, you know. 50, 30, 20 range of defense uh, for the, le- for the last few years of painter's tenure. Last year it was 93rd in defensive efficiency. And there were times where particularly on the perimeter of these guys, these guys were getting cooked. So that needs to improve. Purdue is another team like the other two that we've already discussed. Illinois, Wisconsin going to be a tournament team, going to be a tough out in the big 10. I'm not sure I would pick them to win the conference or finish one, two, three next Iowa the the bane of Nebraska basketball, man these people hate Iowa they <laughs> hate Iowa Joel, twenty six and ten last year Iowa twelve and eight in the Big Ten, gone Keegan Murray kind of a big deal fourth yep. pick in the draft to the Sacramento Kings not who I would have taken at four but he's a very good player Jordan Bohannon he killed a summer league though. he did he yeah, did. Jordan on. Bohannon is gone as well, um, there for a long time good shooter, good leader Joe Toussaint transferred to West Virginia, in pickup. pick up. DeSante Bowen, three-star point guard. Josh Dix, three-star shooting guard. And back basically everyone else from last year, including Keegan's brother Chris, Patrick McCaffrey, Connor McCaffrey, Tony Perkins, who lit up Nebraska. They, Nebraska basically was like, all right, we're going to let Tony Perkins shoot a bunch of threes. We don't think he can make them. He made them in that second game. Peyton Sanford, who I think had taken a big jump. His brother also just, uh, the 2023 guy, just committed to Iowa this offseason. Aaron Euless, Philippe Rebraca, Rebracha, Rebracha? He's a transfer from South Dakota from last year, who's back as a as a super senior. Uh, Joshua Gundalay, Riley Mulvey, and Luke Laqueta. I just I trust so much in Fran McCaffrey. This dude is going to put a top an elite offense on the floor. Uh, They're going to play fast because they have so many guys back. Like they just they understand what they need to do, and it's not gonna the ceiling is much lower, right? Because you you don't have a guy like Keegan Murray. I think Chris is going to make a jump. I think Peyton Sanford's going to make a jump, but you're not going to have a guy like Keegan Murray. The, 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 pat, the baton passing from Luca Garza to Keegan Murray, superstar to superstar, you just don't get you that. Just, you don't see You that just offense, don't get yeah. that. You're not going to get that here, but McCaffrey's such a good offensive coach. He's got, the machine is whirring. This looks like a 20 win Iowa team to me that makes the tournament. I don't know that it goes anywhere. I don't think they're going to win the Big Ten, but it's a solid team. Joel, what do you think?
1: Yeah, frankly, um, dude, Keegan Murray was one of the best college players I ever watched, personally. Another
0: guy who just off the charts PER last year.
1: Yeah, and another guy who liked Johnny Davis. It was actually scary how almost aligned their jumps were. I mean, it was crazy. Um, Jay
0: Ivy too. I mean, Jay Ivey showed more than either of those guys did as a freshman, but all three of those whew, yeah, took from, off last year. from
1: basically nothing to everything. I mean, his jump was crazy. And um, in terms of shot making, like, you just – I mean, it felt oftentimes like if there were broken possessions for them, like he could just go get you a bucket from anywhere on the a, on a floor, especially like his range was crazy. Like you just don't find players like that. And I know people are are hype about uh, Chris's jump, but I, I just, like you said, I mean, it's just going to be hard to replicate. You can't compare me. the two. Chris but,
0: was a 9 or 10-point game score last year. Mm-hmm. That could become 12-14, but – you just don't replace 26 a game. Yeah. You don't. And I,
1: I do like the Corday return, though. I mean, I like uh, McCaffrey. Tony Perkins made some good plays in that uh, Big Ten tournament. I, I, I like the Corday return for sure.
0: Next up Ohio State. 20 and 12 overall a year ago, 12 and 8 in the Big Ten. This is such a clustery, clustery conference last year. I would suspect it's going to be that way again. Gone Malachi Branham to the draft. Guy who just, second half of the year, took off. E.J. Liddell. Also gone in the draft. Kyle Young graduated. Michi Johnson transferred to South Carolina. Jamari Mm. Wheeler, the Penn State transfer, I believe, is gone. I mean, I I believe he was a Penn State transfer. He's definitely gone. Justin Aarons is gone. Jimmy Sotos is gone. Cedric Russell is gone. Joey Brunk is gone. All those guys graduated. And we have Isaac Likely, the transfer from Oklahoma State. Sean McNeil, the shooter, transferred from West Virginia. Uh, Tanner Holden, the transfer from Wright State. And a bunch of young dudes. Roddy Gale, Jr., top 50 guy. Uh, A guard, Bruce Sorton, top 50 guy, a guard. Those guys are actually ranked right next to each other in the recruiting rankings. Felix Opara, four-star center, top 60, top uh, 62 guy. Bryce Sonsipaw, top 70 guy. And Bowen Hardman, a three-star guard from Cincinnati, I believe. And then they bring back Eugene Brown, kind of like a a glue guy. Actually, I would compare him to like a Bruce Brown in the NBA. Uh, Justice Suing, who has dealt, dealt with some injury issues last year. We hope he's back in time Uh, This year, I think that's going to be the case. He was a a guy who who I think was a double-digit scorer on the team two years ago. That's key. Speaking of Zed Key, um, big man, steady, will have an outsized role this year just because they need uh, experienced guys. He's a returning starter. Seth Towns entering year seven, year seven of college basketball. That is so much. And Caitlin Etzler, uh, a redshirt kid from last year, who is, uh, I think he's like a stretch big from what I can gather on the internet he has not played a college game yet it's a lot of young dudes a lot of new faces they lost their two primary drivers of offense in malachi yeah. Branham and ej liddell that's a huge thing to overcome ej liddell was a fantastic defensive player that's a huge thing to overcome yeah it's gonna be looking really different and i think you need one of these if not multiple of these young kids to pop for ohio state the town, certainly there but I just—it's hard for me to envision what it looks like because I haven't seen most of these dudes play yeah. Division One college
1: basketball before. Joel, what do you say? Same. Uh, it's a lot to overcome, and i, I can imagine it'll be—it'll be tough to kind of replicate. Like I know Malachi Branham was a a relatively high rank recruit, but I think he really shocked some people in terms of how good and poised he actually was. I mean, dude turned into a lottery pick. I mean, he was a, in two
0: months. The first half of the season. Because I remember the game that he took off was at PBA. It was the first game back from winter break, which actually, quick aside, I, got, I had to drive from, well, I didn't have to. I decided to drive home for Christmas last year from Nebraska to Ohio because uh, I thought I was going to trade my car in. And I got there, didn't like the price I was getting for my car, so decided to keep it. Oh, and then there was a snowstorm on the, on the way back, and I'm driving on the freeway. I usually stop in Chicago uh, midway on those trips. Cause I got friends there. And I spun out on the freeway into a ditch, like this. is So I can't, you can't even see. I'm going like 40 on the freeway, spun mm. out into a ditch. Everything's good, car's still fine, I'm fine. Um, but after all that, I still had to cover uh, Nebraska, Ohio State the next day, and I went to overtime. And Malachi Branham hung 35, and that was his welcome to the world. And he just took off from there. Yeah. Um, we were talking about something
1: else. Go yeah. ahead. Well, yeah, Branham's just he turned into an incredible player, and I. I'm not sure I would bet on any of these freshmen making the kind of jump that he did. I mean, he was just – that was a hell of a league guard to have. And then we talk about Liddell, um, that's a guy who's versatility on defense. I mean, being able to play, um, you know, big forward, like just being so good in his role and even I think um, it will benefit him in the league. I know he's out for the year, I think, because he tore his ACL. But um, I really like his fit at the next level. And he, I mean, he was just one of those players – he was in that top-tier big list oh, yeah. in college for a reason. And um, it's just hard to replace these guys. Now, I will say um, I haven't watched all their freshmen, but I did catch Felix last year when he played with Link. I mean, that whole Link team was talented. And what's crazy is they were so talented that he came off the bench. He mm-hmm. was the sixth man behind Terrace Reed, who's going to Michigan. Um, and he was he came in the game. I mean, this dude's frame is crazy. He came in the game, he's like – and stuff on the glass. And like, this is dudes coming off the bench. They were, they were crazy talented. I like him as an athletic specimen, but yeah, I don't know how easy it'll be to replace what they lost. Yeah, he'll be able to
0: learn behind Zed Key. That's key. But um, like you said, it's just not easy to be a guy, in, a, a true freshman in the Big Ten and, and make the kind of impact that Malachi made last year right away. It took him some time. And whoever it ends up being, whoever they choose to be the, <clears throat> the guy, cause, and I see. I think you could see if, if suing's healthy, four store four starters and brown key towns and suing, whoever they choose to be that other guy, and whoever's gonna be those first few guys. Or oh no, I'm sorry, you got McNeil and likely in there. So whoever whoever this freshman class stands out, you gotta be patient with them. You've probably gotta be patient with this Ohio State team. You know, there's there's some angst in that among that fan base about yeah. like it seems like Holtman's I think I don't think he's been to the Sweet Sixteen yet. Be patient. It's yeah. putting together some crazy recruiting yeah. classes. It's going to come.
1: And for what it's worth, I, I mean, I think they'll still hang around as a t- top 40-ish team. Yeah. But it it'll, it'll, it's definitely going to get nastier than it was last year. It's, it's going to get nasty.
0: Take some time. Take some time to put to gel a group like that. Rutgers is next. They were my favorite team last year. It made no sense every time they won a game. But they just <laughs> kept winning. Gone. <laughs> Two tough guys to replace. Ron Harper Jr., yeah. um, I don't know where he is in the league, but I know he left for the league. Geo Baker is gone as well. Jaden Jones entered the draft. I don't know why he did that, to be honest with you. Uh, and Ralph Gonzalez Agui is gone as well. In we have Cam Spencer, a transfer from Loyola Maryland, who scored about 20 a game there. I'm always um, a little bit skeptical about the the mid-major guys replicating their production and efficient and or efficiency at this level. But he's, he's someone that they hope helps in, in the scoring department. Antonio Choll, three-star power forward, Derek Simpson, three-star point guard And Antoine Wolfolk, three-star power forward. And back, we have Paul Mulcahy, who was the second, le- uh, the big Ten's second leading assist man last year, Andre Hyatt, Dean Reber, Caleb McConnell, the big 10 defensive player of the year, a year ago, Clifford Omaruye, <coughs> um, love him as a rim running, rim protecting center want mag Jalen Miller and Oscar Palmquist this team I could see taking a step back I just don't know I don't know how they're going to replace the scoring that they got from Ron Harper Jr. and Gio Baker last year they're still going to make it hard on teams to score Caleb McConnell's a great defensive player Clifford Omurier is a one man to turn at the rim Paul Mulcahy plays really hard fills all the gaps um is it has really good vision and can he can grease sort of grease the wheels for the offense he can get things started I just don't know who's finishing possessions like you, you know you got Maria as, as a lob threat that's great maybe he takes a jump as a, as a post guy um but they need somebody whether it's Cam Spencer, Caleb McConnell, Paul, Mc, Paul Mulcahy to really take command as a as a lead scorer I don't know that I I trust those guys to do so at a level And at at a volume and at at an efficiency, that can fill the hole that they have lost. So they're still going to play really hard. But I don't know if this is a a team that makes the tournament again. They've made it two straight years.
1: Joel, your thoughts? Yeah, I'll echo what you said. And just to be frank, I can't see a first and second option on this team like uh, Ron Harper Jr. and Geo Baker that will win as many games. It's just that simple.
0: No more needs to be said there. But we, we still love you, Rutgers. And Rutgers... Penciling them winning a dumb game on someone else's home court that they shouldn't <laughs> win. Michigan State, 23-13 last year, 11-9 in Big Ten play. Max Christie is on the Lakers now. Gabe Brown is gone as well. He was awesome last year. Great great athlete, uh, played really good defense, good shooter. Yeah. In Jackson-Cole, a four-star power forward, uh, number 58 player in the country in the 2022 class. Trey Holloman, a four-star point guard, the number 78 player in the 2022 class. And Carson Cooper, a center from IMG Academy, unrated by the recruiting services, considered as a sleeper, which is what they call all of the unrated kids. Not (laughs) not that Carson Cooper can't play. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying every unrated kid ever has been considered a sleeper. Guys they have back, A.J. Hillgaard, Tyson Walker, Malik, Malik Hall, Marcus Bingham.
1: A lot of that team,
0: a lot of the team. Yeah. You know, basically everyone besides Mix- Max Christie and Gabe Brown. Ten dudes back: Julius Marble II, Jay Nakins, Matty Sizoko, Pierre Brooks, Joey Hauser. Kean Coleman plays football? Uh, but he he has always considered himself more of a basketball player. I don't know what's going on with that situation. But he played last year, and I think he's going to play again this year. I like this team. I like this team. I like. I just implicitly trust Izzo to get the most out of. A group like this that has a lot of experienced guys, I think Malik Hall is ready to take a big jump. Last year they had it was they were trying to get Max Christie involved. Max Christie didn't have a great freshman year; he didn't shoot it very well. They kept trying to get him involved. They wanted to get him his rhythm. Gabe Brown surprised a lot of people and ended up leading team scoring. I think Malik Hall was probably the most naturally talented guy out there and was yeah. what should have been like the the number one option. Now the, the kitchen is clear; it's his it's his show to run if he wants it. Uh, A.J. Hogarth and Tyson Walker were very low turnover guys last year. They were inconsistent guys, but something about is, oh, his teams are always low turnover, so they're going to take care of the ball. Marcus Bingham's a nice player. He's got a, a good jumper from you know 15 to 20 feet, uh, lengthy, tough to score over at the rim. I think there's a sleeper team to, that could win the conference. Joel, what do you think?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know about winning the conference, but uh, they'll definitely be definitely hanging around at uh, top 30, it's range, I think, in the country. Um, I mean, they got a good guard court. They basically bring back everybody, like we said. Good good backcourt, um, Terrell Lyon and, and Hogard and Tyson Walker. Um, good big rotation. And Marcus Bingham, I like Mark. what I saw from Marcus Bingham last year. And Julius Marble was just solid. And, and felt kid, like Jackson Kohler. Jackson Kohler, I actually I caught him last year, too, at the same tournament I caught Link. I think they actually played against each other. Um, their point guard ended up at old Miss. I remember Jackson Kohler watching him. He was pretty skilled. He was stretching the floor. I'm, I'm watching. Him. I'm like, yo, where is he going? And I, I was at Michigan State. I'm like, yo, like they, they got something good going over there in the front court. So um, they'll definitely still be in the mix, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm as, as high on them as you are.
0: I just think I don't. I'm just looking around. I'm looking for someone to jump out at me. Yeah, we'll get to them. Well, there's. I think these next few teams, we're going to talk a little bit more about the, the, the picture at the top here. But. Um. Yeah, I really like this team. Jackson Kohler, freshman who can shoot the ball, thumbs up. Those guys make quick impacts. Mich- but I, th-
1: I thought, go ahead. Freshmen don't make impacts, though. I thought, Jimmy.
0: If you if if you can shoot, that's one <laughs> very easily transferable skill. Yeah, for sure. Putting stuff like asking guys to run an offense as freshmen—that's freaking lot, man. Michigan, nineteen and fifteen a year ago, eleven and nine overall. Or I'm sorry, eleven and nine in the Big Ten. Gone, Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate. Both went to the draft. Both. I mean, Caleb Houston ended up being a late first-round pick. Was he late first round or early second-round pick by Orlando? He's was r-
1: taking 32, I think. Yeah, okay.
0: So, late, early second-round pick. Musa Diabate uh, drafted in the second round. I guess we're just going. We're just one-and-done. If you want to be a one-and-done, you're one-and-done no matter what now. Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I would stay. I'm trying to get my guarantee, you know, get more guarantees. Get longer deals. We talking about Caleb? I'm just talking in general. Like, like Caleb Houston did this. Musa Diabate did this. Bryce McGowan's did this. Guys are just. Well, I was on There's the, heart set on being a one and done guy, and it's like, like if you're not a first round pick, why? Yeah, why I was would on the. Do that?
1: I was on the fence with Diabate leaving, but I could see in terms of long. I think both term of them would be better pros than they were in college. To be clear, but. I think long-term projection. I see why Diabate did it. I mean, he just has that frame and mobility to where you're like, okay, let's let's test out the pro waters. It's time to probably stop playing in college now. They would have been way better with him. But well, what can you do? And then Caleb Houston just this is this is a guy that probably had a similar year to to Max Christie almost. Probably better. I think he had more moments. He's but um, better too. Yeah, but this is a guy that didn't shoot what people thought he would. I mean, this was a guy that's like, hey, you know, he's a six-eight sharpshooter. And he had his moments, but like, dude, like it was mostly disappointing. And so I was surprised when he left. But I mean, frankly, like nothing really keeps these dudes in college anymore. Like if you're if you came in projected, like I think the worst case I saw was like Caleb Love. Like Caleb Love came in to UNC as like a top ten projected pick, and then he fell off so bad. Where it was like, okay, you you can't leave. Like you gotta be here. Yeah. But I don't think outside of that case, like, I haven't seen many cases where. Something happened so bad, at least in these kids' minds, where it's like, okay, they they can't leave.
0: I just think you see guys like Jaden Ivy, Johnny Davis, and Keegan Murray making. But nice Jaden
1: Ivy wasn't also wasn't nearly as sure. highly oh, ranked. Right, right. As It's not
0: like he was. But like, well, could Jaden Ivy, Musa Diabate went in the forties, right? Could Jaden Ivy have gone in the forties a year ago? Sure. Shrug. I don't know. I don't. I'm just asking. But I, I don't know. I, every college coach says that the biggest jump that you make as a player is between your freshman and sophomore yeah. years. I just think that there's – it shouldn't be automatic every time. I think, yeah, go get your money. I understand why it's happening. Yeah. But I think for your development as a player, I'm not sure it's always the best thing. Uh, also gone Frankie, Coll- Frankie Collins, who transferred to Arizona State. He was their backup point guard like last him. year, and they yeah. had, when he got there, big plans for him. He was yeah. a highly rated recruit. Eli Brooks was the best shooter on this team last year. Brandon Johns, gone. Zeb Jackson transferred to VCU. Adrian Nunez, Adrian Nunez and Jerron Falds also graduated in. Jalen Llewellyn, to guess. I think I did a pretty good job there on that last name. Transferred from Princeton. Juwan Howard has three years gone to the portal and come back with a mid-major guard. Terrace Reed, aforementioned, who played against uh, Link Academy when Joel was in attendance. Four-star center. Number 35 player in the class, Jet Howard. I like the him. son of Jawan, four-star small forward, number forty-two in the class. Doug McDaniel, D-U-G. I like that. I like that spelling of Doug. Sure. Four-star point guard, number eighty-one player in the class, and Greg Glenn, Greg with two G's, four-star power forward. And we got Joey Baker. Okay, first from Duke.
1: Before we keep talking about rankings, what what site are you? four seven. seven's
0: composite is what I.
1: Sure. Okay. And I,
0: you know That's what? Fair. You are not? No. No.
1: I'm. I'm not. I don't have a preference for any site. I usually use ESPN, though. Okay. I should probably stop, but I, I, I like, when we go through m- the I Big just e's, use the right?
0: composite because 247, it's not just 247's information. Yeah, that's fair. You know? That's fair.
1: Yeah. I just um, don't want to confuse the listeners when I get to, like, if I say someone was 81st in the country, like, that's another points. site.
0: These are good points. Maybe that's something that I should have mentioned off the top. I'm still getting my host shoes. Still wearing them in.
1: By the way, do I do, like... Uh, some of the freshman uh, Michigan brought in. I think Terrence Reed is going to be one of those solid uh, centers that you see probably at, uh, in those top few tiers of college basketball in a, in a year or two. And Jet Howard is a guy I thought, um, even though he is a freshman, um, like Jimmy says, freshmen don't often contribute. But I'm not saying they don't contribute at all. It's just hard to expect them to be
0: like capital G guys sure, sure. all the time.
1: But I will say this about Jet Howard. I think his game is so low maintenance. Like he, from what I've seen, um, he's a guy very intentional with his handle. Uh, one dribble gets to his spots. Two dribble gets to the rim. Uh, doesn't need the ball. Like I, I like players like that. Very pluggable. Um, I think he'll do just fine, more than fine at Michigan. Frankly,
0: excellent. That's that bodes well because they need these these freshmen to pop. Uh, back Hunter Dickinson, arguably the best player in the conference. You're probably arguing about him. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis and Zach Eady and that in that range. Kobe Bufkin, Terrence I got Williams, him, the second. By the way. You got Hunter? Yeah. Okay. He started shooting threes last year, did okay. Jace Howard, the other Howard, both Howard kids on this team. Isaiah Barnes, Yusuf Kayat, and Will Shedder. I'm just – Hunter Dickinson puts you in the conversation. When you have a guy like that, It's one of the best players in the conference, another dude that you have to double team and make defenses over commit to. So I'm in from that perspective. The trouble with Hunter Dickinson with Michigan last year – didn't have enough floor spacers around them. They didn't shoot threes well enough um, made it they're often still rated out pretty well efficiency wise but you could just feel it sometimes that you know teams weren't as afraid to, to double them. This team, the talent is there though. Uh, I think they have a chance to it's really hard for me to put a finger on this team right now, but they've definitely got a chance to co- compete for the conference title. Um, I think you could see some something you're gonna have to see some of these freshman kids. Take off, and Hunter Dickinson is going to punish everyone in his path. Yep. It's, that dude's just it's monster. so skilled, yeah. so skilled. Next up, how, how far are we? We got Indiana. We got Indiana left, Maryland left. Okay, we're getting there. Indiana, probably the favorites in Big Ten this year. 21 <sighs> well, I think that's. Tra- I think it's the truth. What I think they're the I think they're the favorites.
1: No, I was just, I was just looking at the the rest of this list. Oh of yeah, Big it's Ten long. teams. It's long. Oh yeah. No. after
0: this, it's going to get a little rough. It gets after ugly. It's going to get a little rough. <laughs> Indiana is twenty-one and fourteen last year. eleven in the Big Ten. Nine and eleven in the Big Ten. Uh, they lost Rob Finnessy to Cincinnati. Michael Dirty UCF. Parker Stewart, sh- the best shooter on the team, to UT Martin. Christian Lander, a former five-star guard, is at Western Kentucky. They didn't
1: treat him right, but
0: fair in. Jalen Hood Shafino, five star guard, number 23 in his class. Really good. Malik Renault, four star power forward, number 29 in the class. Caleb Banks, four star power forward, number 89 in the class. CJ Gunn, incredible name, three star shooting guard. Like, if your last name is Gunn and you're a shooter, like, he's pretty good what, too. What more do you I, want?
1: I watched him drop 40 in Indy when I was at the start. Yeah. What
0: more do you want? Yeah. And of course, Trace Jackson Davis is back. Basically, most of their rotation is back from last year. Trace Jackson Davis, yeah. Xavier Johnson, Jordan Geronimo, Race Thompson, Tamar Bates, Trey Galloway. Miller Cop and Anthony Leal all back. They're going to be the Big Ten favorites. Why would they win the title? Joel, why
1: wouldn't they? Um, I think you have to see a jump. I think you have to see a jump from, as crazy as it sounds, Trace Jackson Davis. I know there there are rumblings about him possibly extending his range. Mm-hmm. I think that has the big to. big man might shoot threes in the offseason. That has to happen if... Put it they, on your bingo card. That has to happen if they want to win big, I or think. Or they have
0: to just not play him and race Thompson together.
1: I mean, race I don't think Mike Woodson's going to do that, but
0: that's how they have, they have a spacing problem. Trace Jackson Davis gets doubled a lot. Yeah. So he either needs to improve significantly as a passer, which, which I think he did no, last even, year.
1: Even with that lineup, playing them side by side, they hit a certain stride, I thought, at the end of last year. They, they had fans... Excited. It gave him something to hold on to. I think you add the freshman there. Because this is the thing. X. Johnson is a, is a pretty solid lead guard. I think on he, a, he shot a career high 38% from three last
0: year, which I think is on nice.
1: a, I think he'd start on a lot of teams. But I think it just, behind him, it was like, I don't know. There wasn't really a ton of pop, a ton of flash talent. Like, really the stuff that these teams have, like a Michigan has. And they're, maybe they're freshmen and they're uh, underclassmen. Well,
0: they had Christian Lander.
1: Five star kid. But they didn't really play him like that. Like they, they, no, they, they played
0: they, fantasy over him.
1: So I i think um Hood Safino, I think people are gonna be really excited about him. I mean this is a dude at Mont Verde. I remember um they were debating and this is Ryan Nemhart was a year older than him and they were like, Oh, should we start Jalen Hood Safino? And he was a junior. Mm-hmm. Like this this dude is like really talented and I've seen some of the clips uh from the preseason stuff and you know, their red and white games, whatever whatever that's worth. He's real flashy, he's 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 just nice, he's just advanced. Um and then um, you talk about the rest of the core they return. I know they lost Parker Stewart, who's a great shooter. But they still bring it back. Tamar Bates, who looks like an improved shooter. Trey Galloway can shoot. Moments.
0: Tamar Bates had moments as a shooter last yeah. year, too.
1: Miller Cobb can shoot. Like yes, they, he can. they North got a lot of their core. So I think there's stuff to be excited about. I still think they're like a top three, four-ish team if they leave okay. leave off right from where they, where they were last year. That's interesting because
0: when Joe Lenardi.
1: Not, a, not in the country, okay. I mean, in, in the big in, time. In the, in the yeah, big yeah. I mean, this
0: is, to me, this is by far the best combination of talent and experience in the conference. This team on paper should win the conference, in my opinion. So, um, know, I, I probably agree with you. It's just, just no how it worked out that way. They had, they had a lot of these guys last year. They, yeah. they were, there were some, I don't think they were, I think they were top five or six in the uh, preseason poll last year. They kind of faltered. They played good defense. They didn't score well enough. They were just oftentimes.
1: mid, but they hit their stride at the end of the year, they which is they what counts.
0: I'm always wary of 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 thinking that's going to carry over into next season. I think this talent influx can help them a good deal. Yeah. Um, just to give everyone a, a quick uh, check on where the, the national conversation thinks Indiana is at, like top 15. This right? is Joe Linardi did a bracketology thing for the early two, way too early 2023, whatever. Last week, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. <laughs> Time is is fickle. And this was the highest seed in the Big Ten. I believe they were four seed. So this is a very talented team. They should be much better. Um, oh, real quick, Joel and I were talking before the podcast because he said, I think Trace Jackson Davis might shoot more threes this year. I'm just like, yeah, that's literally what every coach is saying about every big man in the country well, right They're saying that now.
1: about Coglin or we're too, but gonna, I believe gonna, it.
0: Yeah, I don't. They're saying about Derek Walker. <laughs> Guess how many threes Derek Walker is going to shoot this year? Not many. Um, Trace Jackson Davis will make fewer than five three-pointers this year. What do you? That, that's what I'm. That's where I'm setting the bar.
1: Hmm.
0: Previously, he has shot three in his entire career. What
1: is the difference in shooting them and not making them? Mm-hmm. And you know.
0: Okay, well, let's put a, Let's put an attempt. What's an attempt number you feel comfortable that he'll shoot this year, over the se- over the course of a regular
1: season? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah.
0: But does that count as him extending his range? Man. 15 threes. He,
1: he, he co- what, use, what was it? A combined zero attempts through his first year? Three, That's something.
0: For zero attempts his first two years, three last year. Likely all of them at the end of the clock or maybe late heaves. Fif- let's use. 15 here's is worth something. It's notable. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to use Hunter Dickinson as Don't. a comparison. Why? He didn't shoot a ton last year. Hunter Dickinson actually extended his range last year. Yeah actually extended his range last year, actually shot three-pointers, and shot 33%, 32.8% on two attempts per game. Can Trace Jackson... Oh, Trace Jackson could do that. We're talking about the best team in the the Big Ten. Is Trace Jackson going to take that many threes? Two a game would be about 60-ish. Well,
1: I don't know. I don't cover that team, so I can't tell. I I don't know the noise around... Sounds like a pop-out to me. (laughs) Well, I don't know how much... I don't know how hard Trace Jackson is working or if that's even...
0: He was talking bigger before we started recording. That's
1: fine. Man, all I, heard, all I said was that I heard rumblings that he's, he's trying to shoot the ball so back off, better.
0: Oh, Run away. Gosh. All right, Run man. away. Tail between your legs. <laughs> all right. Next up on the list is Northwestern.
1: 15
0: oh, and sixteen. this is sixth. where it gets ugly. <laughs> this is not a great situation. Yeah. 15 and 16 a year ago somehow. 7 and 13 in the conference. Gone is Pete Nance, who is... So far, he was so much their best player. Yeah, he's he did everything. He was their best passer. He was their best uh, among their best rebounders. I think he led them in rebounding, and he was their best scorer. Uh, he transferred to North Carolina. That he's going to be a good great starter is. for the best team play a lot. In the country, he's going to yeah. play a lot at North Carolina. Ryan Young, sort of like a a sixth man. Like he had a nice post game, man. Like straight out of nineteen ninety four. Great post game. He ended up at Duke. Uh, Ryan Greer has graduated. Elijah Williams. Graduated Casey My boy, Simmons, Eli. transferred to Yale. Shout out Casey Simmons. That's a nice that's a nice transcript move for you. In Titus Verhaven, I'm taking a stab at that last name, a transfer from UTEP, uh, three-star recruits Luke Hunger, a power forward, and Nick Martinelli, another forward, and Blake Smith, an unrated guard from Blue Pell, Pennsylvania, a sleeper, a sleeper, Blake Smith. And back, I mean, they do bring a lot of... Rotation guys back, Boo Booey, who Holy absolutely yeah. lit Nebraska on fire at PBA last year. They had Joel. Let me set the stage for you. Okay. Nebraska brought, brought back all of like the program, some a lot of the program's best player in school history. It's like a alumni. <laughs> let's alumni get together. Yeah. We're, we think we're going to beat Northwestern, so let's make it a celebration. Northwestern ran these dudes off the court. Beat them. It, it was it was thirty plus at one point, and Boo Booey. Just kept hitting pull-up threes. Nebraska couldn't figure out how to guard the... uh, (laughs) They weren't doing much special. They were just setting screens for this dude up top, and he kept hitting threes. Chase Audige um, needs to work on his jumper, but I like some of his game. Ty Berry's a good shooter. Robbie Barron, a backup uh, front court guy. Julian Roper, a freshman who showed some promising flashes last year. Brooks Barnheiser, Matthew Nicholson, Roy Dixon. (sighs) It's not going to be a good team. It's not going to be a good team. Yeah,
1: I don't, yeah. Have, I don't have a ton to add. This is probably not a team I'm <laughs> going to be watching this year. So,
0: Northwestern, for the Nebraska fans out there, this is a team you can be better than. This is a team <laughs> you can be better than, legitimately.
1: This is the bar, Even huh?
0: though they have the the in-house experience, they have they bring back more than Nebraska does, for sure, in terms of uh, experience. But this team's not very good. They lost the, their two best, two of their best offensive creators. I'll throw Boo Booey. He's probably better at, at scoring and, and creating than, than Ryan Young. But, um I'm not sure. It's been five years since Chris Collins made that tournament run. Northwestern made a doc there's a documentary on Big Ten Network that runs every now and again about their tournament run. And there was a Northwestern graduate who unironically said in that documentary, Why can't Duke was a small school before? Why can't we be Duke? Uh, that takes that Indeed. takes not aging very well. <laughs> takes not aging very well. Five straight losing seasons. I would bet a ton of money on a sixth. And Chris Collins has three years left on his deal. I don't like talking about other people's jobs, man, but his is in jeopardy. Next up, Maryland. 15 and 17 a year ago. It was a messy year. Messy year. Coach stepped down middle of the year. Um, that's always tough. 7 and 13 in the conference. Had talent. Fats Russell gone. Eric Ayala gone. Kudus Wahab transferred to Georgetown. Xavier Green gone. Simon Wright gone. Marcus Dockery transferred to Howard in. Donald Carey a transfer from Georgetown. Jameer Young, a transfer from Charlotte, who filled it up last year, and Patrick, Patrick Emelian, a transfer from St. Francis, and Jahari Long followed Kevin, uh, Kevin Willard, the new coach from Seton Hall. They also got Ike Cornish, a four-star guard, top 100 player, Noah Batchelor, three-star small forward, and Caleb Swanton-Roger, a freshman from Canada. Retained, actually, a, a, a nice little piece of the core from last year, given that it's a new coach, Dante Scott, Double digit score from a year ago, Julian Reese, um, former four star kid who who showed some interesting flashes, has some face up game, bouncy, can run the floor. Uh, Ian Martinez, sort of a, a spark plug guy off the bench. Hakeem Hart, a guard who who started last year. Pavlo Zuba and Arnaud Ravaz. New coach, you gotta give this. You gotta give Kevin Willard some grace. He's got a nice recruiting base. Yep. Maryland is always, uh, or that that D M V area is always a nice base for talent. Definitely, you gotta give him. Two, three years. Yeah. I don't if, know what to expect. From sure.
1: what I've seen, I, I think I've seen a couple commitments since then that are you know relatively promising. So I'm not going to talk bad on them this year. For what it's worth, I think college uh, basketball is better when Maryland is decent. Sure. So um, I'll give them some grace for sure.
0: Having a new coach, my friends and I have always said that the best life phase that you can be is in school. Because if you're at a family gathering and someone asks how you're doing and you say you're in school, there are zero follow-up questions. They just assume, oh, in school, like you're learning, you're building towards something, you're having fun. Like your life's just automatically fine. They're not, they're not asking follow-up questions. You're already automatically good. New coach, good vibes. No more questions. No doubt. Give them time to grow. Yeah. Penn State had a new coach last year, Micah Shrewsbury. Year two, by Penn State standards, <laughs> this is a decent situation. Uh, gone are Sam Sessoms, John Harar, Greg Lee, Jaheim Cornwall, great name. Jelani White, another great name. And Giovanni Scott. In, Michael Henn, a transfer from Denver. Cameron Winter, a transfer from Drexel. Andre Funk, a transfer from Bucknell. Keba Nije, or Niye is a four-star center. I believe he is the second highest recruit in Penn State history. That's exciting. Jamil Brown, three-star guard. Kanye Chiari, three-star point guard. Evan Mahaffey, three-star forward. And Demetrius Liley is a three-star center. And back are Jalen Pickett, Seth Lundy, Miles Dred, uh, a trio of seniors who are pretty good. Dalian Johnson and Caleb Dorsey, juniors who played bit roles last year, probably going to take a a jump up this year. This team's not gonna. This team's not gonna compete for the Big Ten title. Uh, I do think they can be pesky. They played good defense for the most part last year. Um, they played physical. Shrewsbury's a Stevens descendant, so that when you get that um, sort of background, that's going to be encouraging and again the, this is the best recruiting class that they've had since 2016 that's great now build on it go beat a few teams that you're not supposed to beat and maybe two years from now you can you can really start to put something together <laughs> you really start to put something together joel had to smack the light on <laughs> uh smack the light awake for us nobody's in here with us no one's in here we've we've been left to our own devices that's yeah, dangerous penn but-
1: state thoughts joel uh, not many um, This, this many. is a team I don't really Think about often But I, I'm glad they got This base back Of uh, Jalen Pickett And Miles Dredd um, I really wish uh, John Harar Wasn't as old as he was I liked watching him Last year but Dude's uh, strong Yeah
0: Nebraska made him cry On his senior night oh, By hitting a bunch of threes And beating him Tough mm. He was crying But The fans enjoyed him <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of The Nebraska Corn Huskers, The Huskers Woohoo The fighting Hoibergs Yeah 10 and 22 a year ago Ouch Best, best record of the Hoiberg tenure. Four and 16 in conference. Three of them came in the last week. What a whirlwind it was. Gone Bryce McGowans, Trey McGowans. Both went to the draft. I don't know why Trey left, but he did. Latman in, playing in Australia now. Awesome. Kobe Webster playing overseas. Alonzo Verge playing overseas. Eduardo Andre transferred to Fresno State. I like him still. I like him as a... I just like his tools. He moves well. Keon Edwards transferred to Wisconsin, Milwaukee. He's a former four star guy. I don't know what happened. He, they played him last year and he, he just didn't, didn't do much. He was putting up the, those Tony Snell stat lines. He was just running just out, running there, out just there. Just <laughs> running out there. Trevor Lakes, no disrespect, Keon, but you know what happened. <laughs> Trevor Lakes, a transfer, uh, went back to Southern Indiana. That's a good fit for him. Incoming, you guys know, Sam Griesel, the hometown kid from Lincoln, North Dakota State. Emmanuel Bandamel transfer from SMU. Juwan Gary, the transfer from Alabama. Ramel Lloyd from Sierra Canyon, four-star guard. Jamarcus Lawrence from Roselle Catholic. Played high school basketball with C.J. Wiltshire. Um, three-star guard, dead-eye shooter. Blaze Keita, number one Juco center in the country. He is a mean presence down there. He's going to hurt people. And back C.J. Wilcher, the shooter. Derek Walker, still somehow playing college basketball. Six years for Derek, I believe. Kese Tomanaga, a shooter in theory. We've seen it when he plays for Japan. We saw it once during the against a mid-major school that I can't remember last year. Wilhelm Breidenbach, uh, highly, highly rated recruit. Really skilled big man. Coming off an ACL injury, we'll see. Quarren uh, McPherson, sounds like he was going to, from what I'm hearing, sound like he was going to be in the rotation this year. He's out for the year with a knee injury. That's tough. We, we learned that earlier this week. Oleg koyanets I'm thinking another red shirt year for my man Oleg. And Denim Dawson to be determined. I know they like him as an athlete. I know they like him as a defensive guy. His his skills on the offensive side need to improve a little bit. Uh, you guys know my takes on Nebraska. We've been talking about it all summer. They're going to need some help from Fred scoring the ball. Good news. That's what Fred does. One of the best offensive coaches schematically in basketball. That's what Literally everyone, every coach who walks through the PBA doors, they will make it a point to say during their press conference after beating Fred by 10 to 15 to 20 points, he's a great offensive coach. <laughs> no disrespect, Fred. That's what happens. They'll say he's a great offensive coach. You, you can watch it. The guy drawn, drawn up, plays out after, ti- after timeouts. He's great. The stuff they run is great. They're going to need every bit of his brain to score the ball this year. Defensively, they're going to be a lot better. Manuel Bantamal can straight-up guard dudes, man. He can straight-up guard dudes. Jawan Gary can straight-up guard
1: dudes. Yeah, I like Jawan Gary. Sam
0: Greasel's. I wouldn't be asking him to guard ball handlers, but as a wing guy, he's big. He's got good size. He can stay in front of guys and, and make it harder for them to, to get to the rim. The rim protection's not really there, but if you got, you know, if Bantamal can cut off the, the head of the snake, so to speak, keep guys out of the paint from that perspective – I see, that's, that's the hope for this team. Be a lot better on defense, do, score a lot off of misses, run off of misses, and do enough in the half court. Maybe find someone who can draw some fouls. That's, that's the idea. I think this is a team that, you know, look, look at some of the teams we're talking about. Northwestern's not going to be very good. Penn State's not going to be very good. Minnesota's not going to be very good. Maryland's rebuilding the program. These are teams that you can be ahead of in the Big Ten. Those are teams that you can get. You can beat those teams and then place, you know, play the, I don't. And the other thing is, I don't think that there's like too many teams that are going to overwhelm Nebraska with talent. You play good enough defense, you hang around, you execute well late, you steal a few games. I think a great outcome for this team would be 500 hover around 500 and feel good about yourself. Have bring the fans back in by the end of last year. The, the arena was empty at the end of games, and that was really tough to see. <laughs> it's just a sad environment. Felt like I was watching YMCA games sometimes. There was, you could hear the shoes squeaking by the end, Joe. Mm. It was bad. Bring the energy back. Build some momentum for next year. Some vi- like viable, physical, something you can see. Something that guys can point to and say, okay, I'm excited about next year, and not just because of a number next to a guy's name on a recruiting list. Show me something. I think that's the standard. I don't think they have to win a ton of games for Fred to keep his job. Just l- make it look better. Don't lose to Rutgers by 30 on the road. That's embarrassing. You can't get embarrassed. Don't invite all your don't invite all your legends to to alumni weekend and get blown out. Don't do that. If you do that, I think Fred keeps his job. Just be competitive. Just hover around 500.
1: Joel. For what it's worth, I think they probably shape up. Better against the bottom of this conference mm-hmm. this time around, um Maryland is not great uh Penn State, I like to think is worse uh Minnesota I'm is nodding. worse so um if that's the standard uh northwestern is, northwestern is worse bad. yeah um so I think if you are confidently ahead of these teams and maybe even shock a few people by you know leapfrogging another team, I think that would be a good year for this team at this rate. One more thing I'll mention about Nebraska. I had
0: coffee with Kempavelka uh yesterday for like two hours in Starbucks. We were just talking basketball in Nebraska. And one thing that I brought up to him is this is an old team. And as we've been talking about, a lot of these teams are counting on young guys across the league. And I think Fred saw that, and I think he, it's a little bit of a zag on his part. He's like, all right, I need to – if I'm going to beat some teams that, I, that I'm not supposed to beat – Experience is one way to do that. Sam Griesel, grad transfer. Emmanuel Bandamel, same thing. Juwan Gary, same thing. Derek Walker, been around forever. CJ Wilshere's only sophomore. It's his third year in the program. You can Old teams can beat young teams if you, if you hang around long enough. It's possible. All right, let's cap it off. Minnesota, not good. Yeah. Not good. They weren't good last year. Uh, ben Johnson was able to establish an identity. This is a team that rebounded pretty well. Uh, It's a team that didn't, (coughs) that that defended, that played hard. I'll say they played hard. Um, And they found found some guys in the transfer portal who could score well enough to keep them afloat in certain moments. Those guys are gone now, by the way. Uh, Guys like Peyton Willis graduated. Um, Guys like... Uh Battle Battle's still there. Eric Curry's gone. Elijah Stevens is gone. Sean Sutherland's gone. Luke Lowe's gone. Charlie Daniels gone. Danny Ogile and Abdullah Tiam is still in the portal. I hope he finds somewhere soon. And Dawson Garcia transfers from North Carolina. Weird situation on his third school in three years. Played at Marquette, played at North Carolina. Didn't like actually played, put up pretty decent numbers at both of those spots. In the portal again. Um, so Interesting from a talent perspective. Also interesting from a what's going on there perspective. <laughs> Talon Cooper, transfer from Moorhead State. Uh, Taurus Samuels, a transfer from Dartmouth, who had n- only 19 turnovers all year last year. I don't think they were asking him to do everything, but that's still not very many for as many minutes as he played. Uh, Caden Betts, a reclassified three-star in some recruiting services, four-star uh, on three, and a guy who visited Nebraska, and I think they were they were kind of... Excited about for a while, but it, it, he went to, he visited Minnesota, and it, it snowballed pretty quickly from there. Um, Pharrell Payne, three-star forward. Jaden Henley, three-star forward. Josh Ola-Joseph, three-star forward. Braden Carrington, three-star shooting guard. I'm saying a lot of freshmen, you know? I'm saying a lot. They, yeah. brought, they brought in five. Um, they needed to. They needed to replenish the cupboard. It's a long leash, or at least it should be, for Ben Johnson. Um, back, Jamison Battle, 17.6 points per game last year. Dude, dude can play. Trayton Thompson, Will Ram- Ramberg, Isaiah Inan, Jackson Purcell, and Parker Fox also back. Uh, Minnesota's probably going to be toward the bottom of the Big Ten again. Be more competitive uh, toward the back they really The, the wagon kind of fell off at the end for them last year. Um, so they've got more talent. That's good. Build tangible momentum. Get more guys on the recruiting trail. That sort of thing i don't I mean I don't have
1: a ton to say about them. I don't think they're going to be very good, but yeah. I don't think
0: that's a problem necessarily because they're still so new. Yeah,
1: I think it's good that Dawson Garcia is from Minnesota because mm-hmm. they were able to land him, but I can't say much uh good about them past that.
0: quick inter- uh quick what's the word interlude for before we get to the big east Joel, who's ESTG? s t g He's performing at nebraska's opening night events I did you see that. He's performing at Nebraska's opening night event. It was announced last week while I was on the treadmill at the Y, and Sam immediately texted me, our boss, Sam McEwen. He said, who's the STG? I was like, brother, I don't know. This is one of the first guys <laughs> it, that's been announced at one of these types of events. I just have no idea who this is. So I'm giving you this opportunity, two, three minutes, whatever. Explain to me who he is. Call me old.
1: Do whatever you want to do. You know it's interesting? Because from what I understand, um, well, one, he's like one of those – from the songs I've heard, I don't listen to him too much, but from the songs I've heard, um, you know, he's like that type of, it's almost like kind of a Detroit-ish sound mixed with like some Southern. I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. He I got a few songs of his saved in my phone. Like this is a dude I think uh appeals to like uh the age range of like high schoolers to like in your 20s. But like I don't know, it's more like I don't want to call him underground. I feel like he's transcending. Past underground. He signed to Yogati, I think. Um, but he's a good. I I I think he makes good song. He's a good song maker, and he's not a a bad rapper either. I think if you're into, what are we? Are we talking like? Are we talking a trap guy? Are we talking? Is, are we using a lot of auto tune? More or less, no, no auto tune. Okay. M- more or less. Um, but there's like, you can't call him a mumble rapper because he's like okay. actually. So he's not a little whatever, as J Cole once no, said. No, no. But he's he's like. I don't know, he's just talking his shit on the on song. Like I, I I couldn't tell you. he's not anything unique. Okay. But it, he is a he is good at what he does. That's what you got to look forward to, kid. I just noticed we've been recording
0: for what, an hour? Do you want to Joel I'm leaving this up to you. Do you want to spare people the pain of a two hour podcast and do the big East next week? I we think could, we should. Yeah. We're gonna do that. We'll end on the ESTG note. Um that's the Big Ten. We introduced the Big Ten to you. We'll, we'll circle back again. All the opinions expressed here can be reprised over the next eight weeks. They will be reprised over the next eight weeks. I'll do more research. I'll look into it more. And we're going to do the Big East because I, I don't want to rush through the Big East. I didn't know how long these were going to take. Maybe I should have put a timer on us. But even just reading names takes a very long time because, yeah. again, there, are so, so there is so, 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 so much movement. So that's the Big Ten offseason roster overhaul. We're going to do the Big East next week. We're gonna come back. We're gonna hit the whiteboard. We'll have a better introduction. I won't be talking about Brian Windhorst anymore. I like
1: Brian Windhorst, but we can't keep <laughs> naming him when we start the podcast, bro. I mean, I think he would. I
0: think he would consider it um, flattering, a compliment. Yeah. I don't know. That's Joel.
1: If Brian Windhorst ever hears this and he considers that a compliment, yeah, come, come reach out to come us. The come the pod, talk Brian. to us.
0: Come on the pod. Enlighten us. Teach us some things. That's Joel. I'm Jimmy. We'll talk to you next week.